What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Embrace. Happy Wednesday or happy Friday by the time this gets out to you guys. Um, super exciting to have a get new guest on today, Ari. Ari, if you want to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about what you do, who you are, all the fun things. Ah, hello, hello. I'm so happy to be here and to have this conversation with you. So I'm Ari. I'm an online health and fitness coach. I've been living in Arizona for the past year and a half and all the good stuff. Yes, amazing. I'm excited to dive into this conversation to give you guys some context. We're going to dive into just the journey of being human, feeling emotions and what it is, how freeing it is to not suppress those emotions and just feel your shit, sit in your shit and the growth that comes with that and how you strengthen your relationship with yourself and how that becomes a domino effect in every other area of your life. But kind of just to dig in about your story a little bit. I know you said you've lived here for about a year and a half, which is crazy because I've been here for almost a year now. And where'd you come from? Texas? Yeah, I'm from Texas originally. Yeah. So what brought you to Arizona originally? Uh, I, so I always knew I wanted to move out of Texas. I didn't really know where though. I had a couple different places in mind. I visited them and it just like, didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. I randomly like got invited on a trip out to Arizona and I had never, like the state had never even crossed my mind. It just felt so random. And I was like, (laughs) sure, I'll go on a girl's trip. And literally the day I landed in Arizona, I had this weird sense of like home. It felt like I needed to be here and like home is a feeling, not a place. And I was like, oh, like I just felt this like urge in this call to move here. So after I graduated, six weeks after I graduated college, I decided to pack up my car and move out here. I love that. And I know we haven't really like connected, like we haven't really talked on each other's journeys, but that is so similar to why I moved here. Literally like a year ago, last May, I visited uh, a friend, Amanda. And I just remember, cause it same thing. Like I, I lived in Boston. So I came from Boston and I knew I wanted to get out of there. I wanted to get out of Massachusetts. Like I have had grown up there. I'd always been there. And I will admit that I was in that mindset of like, I just need to get out of here. And when I do, then I'll be happy when I'm like yep. out of like the whole gloomy, like winter state, like East coast, like then I'll be happy. And For the first year of me wanting to move out of there, I remember like kind of just learning like, okay, like that's not going to cause happiness. That's not going to bring happiness. Like I have to work on myself and bring that within myself first. So luckily I get to kind of work on that a little bit more before I actually move. But fast forward to last May, I visited and I had the same like epiphany. Like I just remember sitting outside one night and I was like, this is it. Like, this is literally it. I see myself here. I originally wanted to go to San Diego and I'm like, I'm happy that I did it because just financially that's just insane but Mm -hmm. and I'm like I am someone that likes to live alone so I just knew I probably couldn't do that in San Diego but I remember just being out here and I had like that moment one night and it was funny because like Amanda and her friends out here like they were convinced I hated it they're like oh she's not moving here like she's definitely not gonna come out here and the next day I saw them and I was like yeah so I'm doing it I'm moving like and they were like oh shit don't say anything um yeah very same idea like I felt very at home um and even like this past year too just like there's been moments where I I grieve the old life I grieve like just being home and just being around the people that I know but like when I in hindsight I'm just like I'm so happy I made that move um 
what do you feel like was the difference for you two just kind of going from Texas and coming here? It's like, obviously, and you're originally from Texas, you said, right? I grew up in Texas. I'm originally from Florida, but Texas is home. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, so still kind of coming from familiarity, just like leaving that space. Like, did you know people out here? Like when you moved or did you just kind of come like blinded? So I didn't really know anyone. I just like really came out here on a whim. Mm. And for me, why I kind of really felt like I needed to leave Texas is because I always knew I had big goals for myself and I always knew I really wanted to just do something with my life in general. And I really struggled with everyone at home knowing who I was and having this expectation of who I am. And it was really hard for me to break out of that because I felt like I was always putting myself in this box of like, I'm this person, I'm this way, and I do these things. And so for me, it was like almost like a fresh start. Like I get to be who I want to be. And I don't have these constraints of who I used to be constantly following behind me because it's like back home, it's friends are like, you're changing. And and I'm like, that's the whole point. Like you're supposed to be here to grow and evolve and to really change. So I really, I just moved out here on a whim. I didn't really know anyone at all. And I, I'm like, it's the best decision. I, I mean, I made like, and like you kind of said, like, it's okay to grieve your old life, but love your new one. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay to miss the old life, but be like, I don't want to go back to it at all. But I still mm-hmm. miss, you know, being around my family and my friends back home. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Grieving your old life, but still loving your new one is a perfect way to put it. Um, but it's like, like you said, like you're, you were shedding an old identity. Like you were shedding the identity that you thought you had to be in, or just like you said, the box that you were in. And it was just like, we had to, you had to poke at that box to get the fuck out of there and, (laughs) and create something new here. I love that. I love that journey. Um, so kind of just like diving into, the depths of everything. Cause I know, uh, just kind of talking about how, you know, when you go from just doing a lot of things like, you know, drinking and like, for me, like I was an avid smoker. Like I would just smoke so much to the point where when I did, (laughs) when I did decide to take a break, I like, I just remember feeling all my shit and I was like, Oh, so like, I literally shit you not. I just remember like I had taken breaks before, but then when I moved out here, it's just like, I wasn't like, I lived with my boyfriend back at home. So it's like, I just wasn't really smoking weed anymore. Like I just wasn't like, I'm not the type to just like go to the dispensary and and buy it myself anymore. I definitely used to do that. But so when I just kind of like had a couple of weeks when I wasn't smoking, I just remember like my demons came out roaring. Cause it's like, Oh, this has been living inside of me. And I didn't even know because I was numbing it every night unintentionally. And it's like, I would just mm-hmm. kind of smoke to like relax, chill. It's after, you know, a long day, whatever. But when you don't have those things clouding your subconscious mind, like that just starts to come up so hard. And um, kind of just talking about like what the difference between going from like suppressing that and trying to like push it down and distract yourself with all these other things to then going into like, okay, like I I need to feel that shit. Like, what was that like for you? Kind of just before you kind of stepped into the version that you show up as today, if you don't mind opening up a little bit about it. Yeah, of course. I will say it was really fucking hard. It was so hard because I think for a really long time, I had no idea that's what I was doing. Mm. Like I had no idea that I was going out and I was drinking all the time to suppress me feeling what really needed to come out. Like I had no idea that's what I was doing. And I kind of noticed this like 
around like August of last year, I kind of really realized like, oh, I'm in a really toxic pattern here. But still, it took me another four months to actually be able to quit to actually look myself in the mirror and be like, dude, you got to make a fucking change. Because if nothing changes, nothing changes. And it was like, really hard for me. It was like, I was in this constant cycle of saying, I'm going to stop and then not stopping. Mm. And then it, it was like, I would feel even worse every time I wouldn't go out and do those things to cloud myself because it was like, I, and then I, cause I was conscious of what I was doing at this point. So it was making me slip into this more deeper sadness of just not showing up for myself because I can now see that's what I'm doing. And I had this like huge, like I had a mental, I had a full blown breakdown where I was like, I don't like the way my life's going. I don't like the direction. And I don't like the way I show up as a person. Like this isn't who I want to be. And I decided like, okay, I'm done drinking altogether. Like, I'm not going to say I'm done drinking forever, but there needs to be a six month period where I sit in my shit or mm-hmm. I'm like, no matter what, no matter what you're feeling triggered, just sit there and be in that because you're forever going to be triggered by it unless you like just face your head, your problems like head on. Mm-hmm. So I really like I went into this year, I quit drinking and I really just like I sat in it and it was so hard. Like, it was so hard to just be like, no, I'm not going out. I'm not going to do those things. And I'm just going to really sit here, feel those emotions. There was a lot of tears. And it's like, just the more that you like, really sit in those emotions, and like, you get to understand yourself on a deeper level. It, like, it just kind of allows you, you, you start to show up different. Like when you understand yourself, and you start to understand your purpose, and like, who you want to be, and you it kind of, it almost allows you to just really be like, not tolerate the bullshit anymore. Mm -hmm. Like not tolerate yourself acting some type of way because you know, you deserve the best. Like, you know, that the way you show up is, is absolutely everything. And it's like, I deserve that. Like I deserve to be the best version of myself. And it's like, now I'm able to come back to, like, I do still love to go out. Like I won't lie, but it's like, I come back with a different perspective because I'm not drinking and I'm not going out to numb things. Like Mm -hmm. there's, it's totally different when I go out and do have a good time now. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you just had like a huge awakening of like, this is like, you came out here to create a new life for yourself. So were you kind of like doing that stuff in Texas, like kind of doing that throughout college, stuff like that? So it's funny. I actually wasn't. I really didn't fall. I really didn't fall. Yeah. So it was when I was in, like, I really wasn't in that pattern at all. When I was in Texas, I didn't go out in college or anything like that. That just was never really what I did, but trust me, I was numbing it with weed. I Mm. was smoking a lot when I lived in Texas. And then when I moved out here, I had never really went out and drank before. And I just like really fell into like that party lifestyle. So I traded one thing, was numbing Mm. it with weed. And then I trade, I traded it for drinking. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So there's so much that we can dig into here, but I know, like I said, like you had that awakening of like, this is not who I'm supposed to be. And this is not what I'm supposed to do. And yes, it's going to get so much darker before you get to the other side. And it's still, you still experience that, but it's just, like you said, like you, you see it from a different perspective. Like your projection is your perception. So you start to see like, I, I do like who I am, or I do want to absolutely love myself. So this is why I'm sitting in this. And this is why I'm going through this really hard stage of not running away from my emotions and not running away from my thoughts and not distracting it. Like I have to 
bring it all up, bring it all to the surface because I do really genuinely love myself and what I'm capable of doing and being. But going back to like, okay, you were numbing it with weed before you were numbing it with alcohol after moving. Like, I know you had that moment where you were like, okay, I don't like how I'm showing up. Like, I don't like who I am right now, but what was the layer beneath that? Like, what was that actually covering up? What were you covering up with smoking and drinking before? Oh, that's a, that's a big question there. I, I think for me, the main two ones was my fear of failure Mm. that if I actually went all in on myself, Mm. that if I failed, then I, you know, I'm just this failure, but it was like when I was going out and drinking and doing all these things, it was almost okay that I wasn't being as successful as I wanted to be because I wasn't giving it a hundred percent. So it's almost like one foot in the door, one foot out. It's okay if I fail because i never really gave it my all. Oof. That is the safety net that so many people keep themselves in. So that's really admirable for you to admit that too. And just like have that realization for yourself. Cause like you said, it's like, we sometimes are so afraid of what it's going to require from us to fulfill that vision. And it's terrifying Mm -hmm. because our default setting, we live in a fear-based world. Our default setting is to lean into fear. So when like we think of this big vision, this big dream that we have, it's going to require a different version of ourselves, obviously. Right. But in the world that we live in, it's like, oh, but that's just too big. Like, oh, it's going to require this. So like, let me just like maybe half-ass it and just like stay kind of comfortable. Like, like you're still, you made it. Like Mm -hmm. I moved, I'm doing what I, what I want to do, but I'm going to just kind of like shrink it a little bit because I just then like, it's just less painful to feel. And I definitely can resonate with that. So for sure. I mean, I think it's, I think that's the hard truth too. Like when you're able to create the awareness of like, oh wait, this is actually something that I want, but I'm actually so afraid of having it. Like for you to get to that point, like you do have to like, like you said, like rip the masks off, which yours was alcohol at the time. And did you feel like you had to like, just quit the habits? Like, did you feel like you had to change your environment, change circumstances for you to be able to get to where you are right now? Or was it kind of just like sitting with yourself and removing just the habits that you had towards yourself? For me, it wasn't necessarily, you know, changing my environment. It was more just sitting with myself. It was more just me having to sit with myself more often and not lean into my relationships. Like, Still, I value all the relationships that I do have, but it was more so like this codependency thing where like, I always had to be in a relationship with a man, or I always had to be hanging around friends to just like avoid looking at myself in the mirror, to just Mm. avoid knowing, because I think deep down, we know exactly what the fuck we need to do. We pretend like we don't know the next steps, but like we really do. And it's like, we do everything to avoid really having to look at ourselves in the mirror. A hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like it kind of goes into like the topic of self-love. Like we all think self-love is like, oh, well, if I'm in a relationship, like I I'm worthy, I love myself. Like this person loves me. If I'm going out and being social, like I'm putting myself out there. Like that's self-love. Self-love is, you know, getting my hair done, doing all these, like doing all the surface level things. Real self-love is sitting in your pain and holding yourself through it. Like that is Mm -hmm. real self-love. And no one 
really wants to believe that. No one talks about that. That's not marketable. It's not sexy. Like self-love, true, unconditional self-love is looking at the mirrors placed in front of you and just being like, okay, like this sucks. This is painful. I'm feeling it, but I love you so much. Like I love myself so much as I'm sitting with all these emotions. And what was kind of like, as you were going through that six month period of just like, okay, I love myself enough to do this. Like what were the hardest moments during that? Like, did you have the urge to just be like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to go back to that lifestyle. Like what kind of came up for you during that period? Oh my gosh. I think at least once a day, I thought about going to back to my old lifestyle. <laughs> like it was not this thing where I was just like, okay, yep, I'm done. And there we go. Lifestyle change. Like it was so hard because it's like, it's an every single day thing. It's mm-hmm. not something you work on one day. It's not like, it doesn't go away in a week. Like it is something that you have to work on every single day. And I genuinely thought about just like, how much easier would it be to just go back to my old lifestyle? And it's like, mm-hmm. I reminded, like, I always ask myself this question. Like if I truly deeply loved myself, is this the way I would act? Is this the next steps that I would take for my life if I really loved myself? And I think like when I stop and ask myself that question, ugh, sometimes it's like it allow it makes you have to do the hard things that you yeah. don't want to do because I'm like, uh, I want to go out and drink. But it's like, if I really loved myself, I would commit to this six month period of being like, no, it's not cool for me right now to do that because I need to sit in my shit for at mm. least the bare minimum of just doing that. And it's like, okay, if you really truly loved yourself, is this the way you would act? Mm, For real? Oh my God. There was something that I was just going to say, like with, as you were talking and then I lost it, but I think too, like, oh, this was it. Like you had a lot of willpower. That is a lot of willpower to be like, I know I need to do this. I know the best version of me deserves this. Like who, where I am right now deserves better. Like I deserve better. That is so much willpower. And it's hard. Like, I think that's what a lot of people, like they turn away. They kind of just like, they're not, they're not willing to face their mirrors. They're not willing to sit in their shit because it's hard. It's like literally like being happier takes a lot of effort. It takes no effort to just throw your life away and just sit in your misery Mm -hmm. and just drink and smoke and do all the things that you just, like our subconscious mind is so easily gravitates us towards, right? Like it takes so much effort to pull yourself out of that. But when you actually do it, like when you commit, you commit, like once you commit to the assignment, I don't know if you're familiar with Gabby Bernstein, but she tells us like, yeah, like the assignment of just like doing the, the, the homework, doing the homework when it comes to your healing, like once you're presented with it and you start doing it, like there's no turning away. Like you're just either going Mm -hmm. to be you're either going to complete it, you're going to show up for it, or it's just going to prolong the process, but it's going to be presented to you time and time and time and time again, until you learn that lesson. And you just like, you're like, okay, fine. Like I'm surrendering to it and I'm going to do the work. So knowing that like you wanted to commit to this, like it really does take waking up. Like you said, like, what's the best, what's this version of myself? Like, what would she do? It's literally thinking about your highest self, your best self, your next level self, however you want to refer it to. It's literally waking up every morning and putting yourself in that energetic space and that energetic mental space. Like if I was to channel my higher self right now, what would she do in this moment? Like, especially when you're tempted to go back, when like those painful emotions start to come up. Like, I think the most powerful thing that you can do is sitting in 
the question of like, what would that version of myself do? And like, how, like, can I take an action to align myself with that version of myself right now? And I think I do that every morning. Like I sit in meditation, I channel that energy. I focus on my vision, whether it's like my long-term vision when it comes to business, whether it's just how I want to feel that day, whatever is most intuitive for the moment, like sitting and meeting yourself every single morning is putting you in the space of like, like you're sending a signal out to the universe. Like I want more, I want mm-hmm. better. And as we're going through this whole journey, as we're going through this transition, like, yeah, we're, we have to do the work, but we're not alone in it. Like your belief system, your higher power, like they are guiding you through it. And they're just like, they're holding your hand as you go. So what was like, was there anything that kind of allowed you to keep going outside of yourself? Like something greater than yourself that you're like, I need I need to keep, keep committing to this. I need to keep showing up. So I have a very specific scenario where I was like, fuck, I believe this. Like I believe <laughs> in a higher power. Like I, I know that I'm being guided through this journey. And it was um, where I finally, there was a moment where I like fully surrendered. I was like, I give up. I'm willing to be guided by whatever it is. Like, just show me the way, like mm-hmm. whatever it is, it doesn't matter because clearly what I'm doing is not working for me. Like, mm-hmm. and I just, I, I don't know what else to do here. And so I was, I was at Target one day and I was going to Target and I'm at Target and something, my intuition tells me to get eggs because Trader Joe's doesn't have eggs. My, <laughs> like my body kept telling me this and I'm like, this is so fucking weird, but you know what? I'm going to get the eggs because my body keeps telling me. So then after Target, I go to Trader Joe's and what do you know, randomly they're out of eggs. And in that moment, I was like, oh my God, I need to trust my intuition and that I am being guided because I would never get eggs at Target. I always go to Trader Joe's afterwards and get like all my groceries and everything like that. And in that moment, it was so small and it was so simple, but I was like, I trust. Mm. I have trust. Yeah. It's just simple little like signs, signs and symbols. And when you put that like intention out there, when you ask for guidance, like you said, like you fully surrendered, you're like, okay, like I'm done. I done. I surrender. I get it. Like show me a sign. It's some, something as simple as that. It doesn't have to be this drastic, like, mm-hmm. like just like balloon that falls in your lap. Like it's literally just being shown, like you can trust yourself, but you're also not alone in the process. And I think that's huge. Um, so going through that and kind of just going through that process, going through that journey, obviously, like we all know, and I talk about this all the time, like it still gets hard. You still experience what it is like to be a human. Like you still have those days, but it's you, like I said earlier too, it's like, you see it from a different perspective. Like you just meet it with so much more love, like when those emotions do come up. So what has been the biggest shift for you after kind of just reclaiming your power and kind of just like rediscovering yourself and reclaiming your self-love and really just stepping into the version of yourself that you can look at and be like, I genuinely love who I am. And I know I'm continuing to work towards being that version of myself that I am proud of, that I know I deserve to be. Like what's been the biggest shift that you would say that you, you experienced now? Um, I think for me, when I sit in hard times, I mean, they still happen all the time where I just want to quit. It's like, I remind myself there is no good times without the hard. Mm. Like you would not know sunshine without, without the rain. Mm. Like it cannot be good all of the time. Like there is going to be those hard times, but when I am in those hard times, they're not as hard because I have this deep trust within myself. And I understand that 
life is goes in ebbs and flows. Like it's going to be up and down, but that is not going to change how I choose to show up for myself because when I don't show up for myself, it makes it worse. Mm -hmm. So no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to give myself love in that moment and just trust that things will get better and continue to show up the same way I always would. Because if I don't, it only gets worse. I, you know, I go into this, you know, spiral. So just really, you know, having that deeper trust within myself that everything does work out at every time, everything mm-hmm. that I've bought, everything you think you're not going to get through, you did. So mm-hmm. why would today be any different? Like, why mm-hmm. is any time going to be different now? And everything always works out better than I could have imagined. Every time when you Mm -hmm. think it's going worse, it's always better. When you look back at a retrospect, you're like, actually, fuck, I'm really happy it did go that way. And not the way I, (laughs) I thought was, it was supposed to go. Mm, Yeah. I think those little reminders for yourself are so powerful just to kind of tell yourself, like, like, I love to say like, what, what goes up has to come down. And it's like, things are really good. And like, it's gonna kind of feel like a little bit of an ebb again, but you're gonna flow again. And it's like, it's just literally like, I just kind of accept like the human experience of like, we're so good. We're going to feel all emotions, but all emotions are safe to feel. And like you said, when it does get really hard, it's just like, you know, I can hold myself. Like, I know it's going to get better. However it is going to manifest is meant for the way it's supposed to be. Like you said, like when you expect it. And I think that's something that I'm very much working on in my journey as well as like fully surrendering. Oh my God. Trying to control everything. It's like, Oh, this is the plan. This is when it's going to happen. And this is how I'm going to do it. And then God's like, Nope, you absolutely thought, not. You thought, and like, the more you surrender, the more you're, you just kind of trust, like you said, like, just trust. I trust, I trust, I trust myself. I trust my higher power. I, and then it's going to work out better than you expected, or it's just going to go a completely different route, but it's still way better than what you thought. So I love that you are in a space where it's like, you've gone through the thick of it. And even though it still comes up, it's like, you're able to just, like you said, the pain doesn't, isn't as bad. It's not as hard because you have the tools. Like you have that trust within yourself. You have the self-love to be like, oh, this is uncomfortable, but I love myself enough to stick it out. And it is hard to, to kind of just like want to give up. But I think true self-love and true unconditional self-love is still showing up for the rituals that, you know, carry you when things are going great, showing up for them when they, when things are going really, really bad, when things feel really, really hard, still showing up because like what, you're just going to love yourself. Like, oh, life is going really well. And I love myself then. But then when things start to kind of like get a little shaky, it's like, oh, now I don't really like see myself in the same way. Like that's what I used to struggle with so much, even beginning of this year. So definitely showing up for yourself through the ebbs and flows carries you back to the, like you're able to kind of bounce back a lot quicker. And yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know, for me, something that I've noticed for myself, it's almost harder for me to keep up with my rituals when things are going good. Mm. That's, yeah, because it's like, oh, it's easy. Everything's going like, good. I don't, I don't need, need to meditate. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I don't need to meditate today. I don't need to journal, but that's what keeps it going. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how good things are. I need to take that 20 minutes to myself every single morning, meditate, center myself, and, mm-hmm. you know, just put those vibes out into the universe. 
And I think that I, I struggle when things are well with keeping up my rituals because when things are hard, I'm like, well, fuck, I need to do this. Yeah. Like, I need to get back to where I am. And it's like keeping up with those rituals, even when things are going better than you could have imagined. Mm-hmm. 100%. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like, when things feel like great and easy and flowy, it's like, oh, I don't like, I can just like, I can afford missing out on this meditation. And then, like, it kind of turns into like a few days and then it's like a week. You kind of mm-hmm. just like didn't do it. And then all of a sudden, you're in a funk and you don't know why. And it's like, well, yep. like you just completely threw your rituals out to the side and you haven't been meeting yourself. You haven't been channeling and grounding yourself in that energy. Absolutely. And two, I think whenever you do start to something I do, whenever I do start to get into a funk myself, is kind of like actually reminding myself, okay, what are the things that I do on a daily basis when I'm my happiest? What are mm. those, what are those ways that I show up for myself? Like when I am feeling my best and like, you know, for me, it's like, when I meditate every single day, when I get outside first thing in the morning, when my nutrition is just with whole foods, when I'm training hard and it's like asking yourself like, okay, are you showing up the way you normally do when things are really great in your life? And most of the time it's a no. And it's like, Mm -hmm. start to show up for yourself way that, that way again, because you know, that's when you feel the happiest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like something that I would love to ask too, is like, what would you say to someone that is kind of in that transition. Like they have the awareness that they don't like what their life is, the route that their life is going in. Like they're, they know that they're self-sabotaging, like they're so aware of it. And they're like, I want a way out, but I just can't seem to figure it out. Like, I just can't seem to like stick to something or I can't seem to find the belief in myself that I'm even capable of finding that way out. Like anything that you would say to anyone struggling. I think for me personally, you have to go 100% in. I know people always say, take baby steps. But for me, it's an all in kind of thing where it's like, I have to just be all in on it. Because it's like, if you go one foot in the door and one foot out the door, it is really hard to stick with it. Because it's like, almost like you're giving yourself an out. And when Mm -hmm. it feels really fucking hard, remind yourself, I always say when it's really, really hard, that's when you're on the brink of something great. Mm-hmm. When you're those like when you're in those really hard moments and you're thinking about quitting, that is right before the most amazing things about to happen because things get hard before they get easy. A hundred percent. I think I do agree with that perspective too. like going all in when it comes to this specific circumstance. I think there's different things in life, like obviously when life is kind of happening or whatever, it's like, yeah, take baby steps or take it slow, like take it one day at a time. But with this, like when it comes down to like, I want to make a change, go all in. Because like you said, too, it's like when you don't, when you take baby steps, you almost give yourself permission to not show up that day or you're like, oh, today I'm going to be working towards my higher self, but you know, tomorrow, like I, maybe I don't feel that good. So I'm just not gonna, I'm going to kind of like show up like 20%. It's like, no, you got to show up for you a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. And that doesn't mean being perfect. It's not like, you know, a fitness journey where it's like, you're zeroing out your macros and you're doing your training, you're doing all these things. It's like, that's where, you know, let's not go to zero to a hundred. But when it comes to like being there for yourself, like really sitting with yourself, go all in. I love that. And I think that's really important. And I think that because for me for a while where I was in that four month period before I really committed to myself where I was like, I know I need to stop, but it was like still this every single weekend, I would just get back into this toxic cycle. And it was because I wasn't willing to go in. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go out. I'm going to have two drinks, but you have two drinks. It leads to a third drink and then a fourth Mm -hmm. drink. And it was like, okay, 
you have to be all in on this and just be like, no, because one thing leads to another mm-hmm. when you're, when I'm like, it's like, you can't, you can't go halfway in on something because it's like, you give yourself that little taste of that toxic cycle you're in. And you're just like, I'm going to go balls to the wall, or at least that's how I am. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I just have to say no altogether because I know me one thing leads to another. Mm-hmm. No, I think, I mean, I think that's pretty relative to a lot of people too. I think it also, like, if you were to compare it to like who you hang around with, like, let's say you have a group of friends that, you know, like when you're around them, like your energy is just like instantly drained. Like you just like, you know, like those people that just like instantly like suck yeah. energy, but it's like, okay, maybe we've known them for like 10 years and they're like just people that we love and we just feel obligated to keep them in our life. But let's say you're trying to step into a new identity. You want to step into a new version of yourself. Like it's going to require letting go of what doesn't serve you. Right. But let's say you're just like, Oh, but they're having a party. They're having a housewarming, whatever it is. Like I'm going to go, you know, and I'll be fine. Like I I know I'm trying to like do better for myself, but I'll be fine. And then you go, your energy is pulled. Your energy is drained. The next day you're in a funk. The day after that, you're like feeling kind of just like anxious and depressed and, and you don't know why it's like, you have to pick and choose. Like you do have, there is sacrifice in this journey. Like you don't get to have one foot in and one foot out and get to where you want to be. That's just not how it works. I think that applies to anything in life. Like you have to make sacrifices. And when it comes down to even the people that you may have so much love for, it doesn't mean you don't love them. It doesn't mean you're cutting them off and it doesn't make them bad people, but you get to be selfish. You get to choose what's going to be best for you if you know you want to up-level yourself. And I think it comes with habits. It comes with environments, like whatever each person's circumstances, but for sure going all in and not giving yourself like the door to be like, oh, I can sabotage today. It's fine. <laughs> like It's yeah, not going to work like, that way. You can't give yourself that leeway sometimes. And what I will say, it's like when you're going through it and you're in that season of sacrifice, like it does, it feels like a lot where I'm like, fuck, like, am I, you know, missing out or am I, and it's like, no, because what is six months in the span of your entire life? Like, because now I can come back to it with more balance and more, just a different perspective on it all together. And it's like looking at the span of like, are you really in 10 years going to look back and be like, damn, I'm so pissed off. I gave myself six months. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like six months is so small in the span of time. And it's like, you have to be at least willing to commit to yourself for six months. Mm. And I mean, of course it is a lifelong journey. Like, absolutely. You can't ever stop doing the work on yourself, but I do think that there always will be those periods where it's like just really intense, hard work before you can come back to that season of having a little bit more balance in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it comes down to just like creating, like you said, it's like, once you have the awareness or have the willpower to know what to say no to, what, know what to say yes to. It's like the balance isn't like going out. Like you said, you go out now, like you like being social, but it's not something that's like debilitating you from who you want to be. So it's definitely giving yourself like the, the time that you need to grow into to be able to get to that point. Um, and the way I really love to see any perspective to any journey, it's like the time is going to go by anyway. Six months is going to go by anyways. We are already almost in October. We have three months left in this year. Like the time is going by. How are you choosing to spend it? Like, how Mm -hmm. are you going to choose to show up for yourself for the next 30 days, let alone the next six months? And I think too, like something that's helped me when I really wanted to be like, okay, like I'm sick of my own shit. I'm sick of the 
like staying up at night and not reading my book. And I'm just like getting lost in my Netflix shows and like not really serving myself, not feeding into my own personal development. It's like for one week, literally seven days, just like ask yourself every day, how would the best version of me wake up? And what would she do in the morning? How, how would she eat today? How would she take care of her body today? How would she dress today? How would she, what would her bedtime routine be? How would she talk to people? How would she interact with mm-hmm. people? Like literally any, every single way that you show up in your life, do that as your best self for even just seven days and to see how you up level, like see how the energy that you attract into your life, even within yourself by pouring that energy into yourself, it's a dramatic difference. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's important too to like remind yourself, like you're going to fuck up. Like mm-hmm. there has been so many times where I have, you know, fallen off and it's like, don't beat yourself up about it. Like every day is a new day to get back up and get after it. And it's like, don't expect yourself to just wake up one day and be all healed. Mm-hmm. I think I, for a long time, I thought that I thought there was like an end point to this. And it's like, no, just the same with, with your health. Like it's an everyday choice. Like it is an active choice that you have to make every single day. And while yes, it is a hard choice being the version of myself. I don't like seems a lot harder. Mm, yes. A hundred percent. Like, like I said in the beginning, it's like, it takes effort to be happy and it takes little effort to be miserable. But when you do the work, it's like, okay, being there is like way worse. Like being where I was way worse. Um, but kind of going off of what you said too, it's like, you know, you thought you were healed and then like, you kind of just like fell off and everything. I think there's, I actually did an episode last week. If you guys missed it, go watch triggers. Because I think it's one of those things where it's like triggers never go away. There's going to be things that trigger you into feeling less than or trigger you into feeling like, oh, I don't like who I am or am I capable? It's you're like, it is all stemming from inner child trauma and wounds and stuff like that. Like they're always going to be there. But the more you show up for yourself, the more you meet yourself with love, the more you return back to love. When those triggers happen, it's like you don't like, maybe you fall off, maybe you have a bad day, but then you're like, Oh, of course that happened. Of course I felt that way. Of course I fell into that habit because I was triggered and this happened. Like you look at it like kind of logically, but it's like, now that I see that it's like, okay, like I'm going to, you know, just show up for myself today. I'm going to go back to my rituals. Like, it's kind of like you said, don't beat yourself up. It's just like, look at the logical side as to why that happened. Cause of Ken, we're human. Like you can mess up. You're, you're not going to have days where you're going to feel fucking all good and dandy all the time and higher self energy and, and like holding your crystals and all these things. Like that's just not reality, right? Like you're going to have days where it's just like, yeah, today's just kind of decent. And, and it just is what it is. But this is why I feel that way. And then you're able to just identify what triggered that and just go right back to alignment. And I think being a, a huge thing for me this past year was being able to look at my life objectively. Instead of like living in my life, being able to actually look at my life mm-hmm. and understand like, okay, well, like duh, I'm feeling that because that happened. And it's like, when you're able to look at your life, like more so objectively and start to look at your emotions instead of just feeling them, like, of course, feel your shit, sit in that. But why are you feeling that mm-hmm. these emotions that are coming up are not random. I don't, you know, it's like not this random thing. There's a reason that you know, this happened and you're feeling this way. And it's just like continuing to ask yourself, why, why, like, why do you feel this way when this happened? And like, until you actually get to the root of it. And then it's like, when you get there, it's like, aha. And those things start to trigger you a lot less when you realize why they are triggering you. It's almost like when you realize the thing that's triggering you, it's like, 
a light bulb goes off and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, and it almost stops, starts bothering you a lot less when those things come mm-hmm. up because you understand why it was. It's never really the thing you think it is. Yeah. And being curious. Yes. Being curious curiosity about what you're feeling. Yeah. Curiosity and just like not meeting it with like, so I'm too, I would just get so angry at myself. I'm like, I shouldn't be this way. I shouldn't act this way or I shouldn't. Mm. And it's like, just come with like almost this child curiosity of, okay, well, I'm, I don't want to feel this way. So like, let's figure out why I'm feeling this way. And just, you know, ask myself a bunch of, bunch of questions, you know, surrounding the way that I'm feeling. So we can like really get to the bottom of this. So it doesn't trigger me as much when these things come up and I can, you know, act appropriately to these situations. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, it's like we, you mature so much in the journey. Like when you just have more awareness, when you just ask yourself those questions of like, okay, this, this is how I feel. This is what triggered it. Like, is this logical or if, or is this like just a distorted reaction that like my inner wounded child or inner wounded teen or whatever version of you is coming up. And I think like, you're just able to like, be a lot more mature towards yourself and towards just like the circumstance or environment that you might, that you might be in from that trigger. Um, but kind of just to, to wrap up the show, to wrap up this episode, any last words that you have, just like as someone who's gone through the journey and seen just the growth that you've gone, just like seeing what's been on the other side, like the, the love that you've been able to find within yourself, like any, any last words that you want to share that you can, that just like hold you to that, like are an anchor for you on the days that you feel amazing, but even on the days when it does get a little bit harder. See it through. It's mm-hmm. worth it. In the moment, it doesn't feel like it's worth it. In the moment you're like, should I just go back and it's see it through. You're worth it. Like you were so fucking worth it. Like you're worth seeing it through the hard days. Like it is absolutely worth it, even in the moments where you feel like giving up and anything else feels easier to just re- revert back into your old ways. See it through because whenever you do come out on the other side of it, the self-love that you'll feel and the standards that you have for yourself and the things that you deserve, it'll be worth it. Because when you see it through and you change your energy, everything around you changes the people around you changes the the people you attract into your life change so much and it's like a huge thing for me this past year was why am I attracting the relationships that I am attracting it's a me thing the 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 things that you're attracting to your life have nothing to do with these other people Mm. when people do you wrong look at yourself in the mirror that's a really fucking hard one to like really admit. Like, why are you attracting shitty men into your life? Like, look at yourself mm. in the mirror. What about you is attracting these kind of people into your life and see it through because you deserve the best. Radical responsibility, baby. That is like the biggest thing that you can owe to yourself. Radical responsibility and radical honesty. Because a hundred percent, like if you're attracting, if you're just like the why me victim mentality that I keep attracting shitty men or I keep attracting friends that just, you know, just use me and then kind of just like only hit me up because they want to like that is a reflection of you. And that is the Mm -hmm. toughest pill to swallow is like taking ownership for the energy that you're creating within yourself. Cause everything is a mirror. Like you said, look in the mirror, everything in your life is a mirror and everything that keeps repeating itself. It's until you are willing to actually fulfill the assignment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's still going to be presented to you. It's going to be your same experience over and over and over. And we just find ourselves in this oscillating cycle until we're like, Hmm, okay, let me, let me, 
maybe I'm the problem. Like maybe it's actually me. What should I do? And like you said, like when you do pour that energy into yourself, it just attracts everything else into your life. Like it just becomes a domino effect. And when you do devote yourself to this journey, and again, like it is a lifelong journey, you just start to see like how things start to just change and how things start to shift. And you just attract things that like you just never even saw coming, but it's just beyond what you ever even imagined. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. And like you said, seeing it through is really, really powerful. Cause again, it's like, there's a lot of unknown. We can't control it all. But when you just go into it trusting and just, I'm going to see this through and I'm just, I just trust whatever is going to happen. I just trust whatever outcome is going to come to me. Oh my God. It just like, it just makes it a lot more simpler. It's never easy, but it is simple. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's hard. I think letting go is something I start to practice every single day. I feel like I'm a, oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a control freak and it's like just letting go because you, you cannot control anything. All you can do is control yourself. All you can do is control the way that you react to things. And it is so hard to like, just be like, let go. Like I can't control anything. And like, that's okay because it's going to work out better than I thought it could. Mm, period period that was a really really good way to to wrap up this episode but thank you so much Ari, for being on here today for being willing to share your story a little bit more I know so many people so many women can resonate with this whether you're in your journey whether you're where you know on the other side of just like bringing awareness to the pain that you're that you're trying to suppress and the things that you're suffering through or if you're just on the brink of it and like you know you're aware of there's a problem and you're just trying to to, to figure it out. You're just trying to move through it. Like carry these words with you, like keep seeing it through, keep showing up for yourself, wake up every morning and ask yourself, what would the version of you that you see yourself wanting to be? What would she do? And just go after that to show up for it every single day, hundred percent. Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed this conversation. Of course. All right, guys, have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you for tuning into this episode and I will catch you on the next one.